The hardest thing to convince these guys and gals to get help with is the fact that they think you're okay. It won't happen to me. That's not for me. And then for them to realize one day that it's actually them, it's hard to get them to turn this direction. We could address it financially with the government. I tell them all the time, I go, if you don't care about people, think about the finances. If you take care of them while they're in, you keep the experience, you keep them healthy. You know, it costs more to get them out and then still take care of them. The VA is still paying money to do it. So why don't you keep them in, keep them healthy and take care of them. And then when they get out, you'll spend a lot less money on the other side because they'll be less screwed up. In today's social media obsessed world, we all see the successes, the world record breaking, and the achievements of the people we look up to. But what we don't see is what goes on behind the scene. Hosted by power couple Dean and Alana Stott, this show is dedicated to asking difficult questions while discovering the support systems and people behind those we love and respect in media, business, athletics, and high-performance culture. Dean and Alana believe that through honest communication, teamwork, and mutual respect, that anything is possible. Like, there's not a better partner I could choose who's equally as crazy as me because we have a chip on our shoulder to prove people wrong, you know, uh, and to prove ourselves right. I can go be the face of this. I can go do this. But I don't understand the back end of this. I have to learn business. I have to learn how this works. Many couples in this dynamic are stuck and unable to move forward in an identity crisis. Marcus's energy is so bad. I feel like I need to cleanse my house. Like it is so it's suffocating. And then seeing him 24 hours later, he was as light as air. Yeah. And we literally, I, like, we literally embraced, hugged. I stepped back and I said, this is exactly what the guys need. When we can look behind the scene and learn from each other, we can finally move forward and transform into our fullest potential. And I think it's important to note that we started really pushing for spouse engagement as well. Um, sometimes we'll show up at a base and there'll be four wives there and I'll sit and I'll talk to them and, you know, I'll ask the organizer, what happened here? Why aren't the spouses showing up? Why, you know, why aren't they reaching out for the support? And quite frankly, as I started asking, they're like, I'm uncomfortable going on base. I don't know where to go. I don't know anybody else. The The system of tribe is not the same for the spouses. So all Secure Foundation, although we 100% support the Special Operation Warfighter, if a spouse comes to us and needs help and the warfighter is not interested, that's fine. We will support that spouse. They will go through our program. That includes divorcees, someone who was married to a special operator who's now trying to deal with, you know, maybe putting her life back together, Gold Star spouses. Um, so we are equally there for the, the soft spouse. In any service. Any yeah. special operations in any capacity with any service. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. And how, we've how even helped. Uh, I'm sorry. We've even helped guys on your side of the pond, yeah. guys on oh, the well. other side of the pond going the other way. They've called in like, hey, our, our you know, mental health system is horrible here. I'm like, well, ours is too. So what's up? He's like, well, it's really <laughs> horrible here. Yeah. It's like, come on, bring your boys, you know, just send them in. We'll get them on a Zoom at certain times and and chat with them, you know, New yeah. Zealand, Australia and, and you guys. Um, we should we help them as well. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, we don't we don't actually have a bargain anything really. So when the guys come back from tour on a six month deployment, what they do is they send them to Cyprus for forty eight hours and give them free alcohol. 
because that will sort it out. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's a real good way to fix people. That's called decompression <laughs> for four hours. I mean, you're sorted when you go home. It's like, you know, that isn't, that isn't the answer. And then, and then also that transition uh, leaving out, you know, we have, you know, I, you know, I think even still you have uh, interview techniques and CV writing, but I've never had an interview and never in a, a CV. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to know all these other things that I, you know, that I, I don't understand how to write a proposal, how to do an NDA and, and such. And actually the, the people who are running these programs have never worked in the corporate sector before. They are late entry officers trying to find roles. So they've just got it all completely wrong. So um, I think I found it. Re- I went to one of the events, this kind of resettlement event, and I listened to everything they were saying, and I was like, "Okay, for a start, you're you're talking about them going into maybe private contracting work, so they're going to be going from employed to self-employed. So, have you talked to them about taxes? Have you talked to them about their potential of getting mortgages in the future? Have you talked any of these? You know, how to write a CV is awesome, but um, <laughs> there's a million other things that these guys need to know that you're you're sending them off into this world. And I think that." For people like Dean, you know, he started when he was a kid, really. So he's never paid a bill. Yeah. He's never, um, he doesn't, he didn't know when he, when I told him we have to pay for water, he was like, what? Why do you have to pay for that? Like, Isn't water free? Yeah. Well, as, as you know, when, when you're on operations, you're planning an operation and it's like, I need two, uh, I need two Blackhawks, I need UAV, I need fast air, I need 40 guys. And it, no one gives me a bill. No one tells me how much that costs. There's no NDA or proposal. It's automatically done for you. And then you enter this world where, you know, everything comes at a cost. And so there's so much more that can be done in, in that transition, but especially with the with the mental health, getting you mentally prepared for when you leave. You know, I, I had a parachute injury and, and I I had to leave straight away. So I didn't have that transition. But I what I was I loved hearing the fact that it's not just those that are leaving, it's those that are still in. And I haven't seen anything like this. I may be uh, corrected on this podcast when someone reaches out, but there isn't anything in the UK. So I'd love to share this All Secure Foundation with those across the pond as well. It's amazing. And how are you funded? We um, have some really amazing private donors. Um, luckily, it was a struggle the first two years, frankly. I I see why a lot of nonprofits don't make it. It is extremely difficult. Um, We literally had someone introduce us to an organization called Diamond Pet Foods um, here in Missouri. So local company, and they came on in a very big way and supported us as our admin or business partners. So they understand that, you know, the business of helping people is a business. And we appreciate that about them. They're very um, savvy, great guys. Um, so they support us in our admin function. And then we have a bunch of really great other large uh, donors and individuals who also want to support the mission. Other organizations have pitched in as well because we, mm-hmm. we we created a network to catch these veterans versus if you come to us and we don't do it, see ya. We don't do that. If they come to us and we don't do that or the regular army, we don't see them. I, I kind of assess how bad off they are as much as I can. And if they're regular army, and I, I hate to say this because it'll open the floodgates, but if du- dudes reach out or women reach out and they're like, Hey, I need a little help, but I'm, I work here. I'm like, all right, here's some resources. I won't let you see our coach for one or three, you know, sessions while they assess what you need the most. And we'll give you resources along the way. And then you're on your own again, because there's other organizations with billions of dollars that help people like that, but we help them find their way there. And then they, in return, these organizations, sometimes that we 
whether it's psychedelics or, you know, stellar ganglion block, whatever the treatment might be, we partner with these other organizations that will send those folks back to us to get the coaching after. Because no matter what treatment you do for PTS, you have to include behavioral change in it. Otherwise, people expect like, oh, I'm going to get this shot. Yeah, that's going to relieve the fight, flight or freeze response. But it has nothing to do with the behavioral things that you learned in the SAS for 10, 15, 20 years. So you have to sort of rewrite some of those behaviors that simply don't work for you anymore. They did then, they don't now. So that's part of the training that we do. Um, and we do that with spouses too. Yeah. And do you get any support um, from the DOD? Uh, do they recommend? I wish. No. <laughs> okay. No. Nothing yet. No, they probably hate us. Um, you know, we've tried. We've gone in. We've tried. Spoke at the White House communication. Spoke at the White yeah. House. Yeah. Um, Congressional got a, briefings. Got a bill passed, and it was. But other than that, the DoD, they they kind of leaned in. We were talking for the VA, and then the DoD uh, Senator McCain, before he passed, his his people came down. We were talking. They said, "Hey, we want to put this in the DoD too. Let's keep them healthy. We need healthy warriors. Yeah. If they get out and they're screwed up, that means they were screwed up when they're in. They're not healthy warriors." And then he passed, and I don't know what happened with that. But um, the VA finally passed that bill, probably three or four years later. That's the speed of it, but. The hardest thing to convince these guys and gals to get help with is the fact that they think you're okay. It won't happen to me. You know, it, uh, that's not for me. And then for them to realize one day that it's actually them, you know, um, it's hard to get them to turn this direction. So we, we yeah. kind of change the verbiage. You know, it's not help. It's coaching. It's not PTSD. It's post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress injury. Yeah. And just to get them in the door. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly, are, do you deal with, because the one thing that I've seen within the community is not just the, the spouse and the, and the individual, but the children. Are you doing any work with the children? That's my next passion project. I'm glad you brought that up. Most people don't know what secondary PTS is. And when I first learned about it, it made so much sense. Everything clicked for me. Um, basically, the way I describe it to spouses now is eggshell syndrome or trying to avoid the landmines in your home. And so when you have a spouse or a partner with PTS, yeah, even like my grandma and grandpa, so my grandpa never served in wartime. However, he did create PTS, not only in my grandmother, but he created it in my mother and my aunt. So um, neither of them treated their PTS. I can't really speak to my aunt, but my mother never addressed her PTS. Um, it got worse with time, not better. She became abusive in her own right. So it becomes generational. And I was convinced, determined that I would break that cycle. It wouldn't happen. I wouldn't hit, spank, scream, whatever, um, emotionally abuse my children, that that would stop with me. Um, but the secondary PTS is such a big thing because when you are with someone who has post-traumatic stress in the home, it rewrites you. You could develop anxiety, depression. So all these spouses call and they're like, I never had depression before in my life. And now I can't get out of bed. Or, you know, I never had issues with anxiety or and now I like the simplest tasks are really overwhelming to me what's going on. And I'll say, look up secondary PTS um, and kind of walk them through that. And every time it's a light bulb moment, every single time it's I thought I was crazy. This isn't all my fault. I thought I was screwing the house up. Everything was on me. And then it's just an understanding. It's an awakening of this is just the biological response that happens. And then here's all the stuff that falls out when you don't treat it. 
So of course the spouses are affected, but absolutely 100% the children. Yeah. And we even know statistically in the United States, children who live with a parent who served in a um, combat zone and has direct PTS from that, anywhere between 10, 10 to 17% chance higher of suicide with that youth. So we know it impacts. Um, we know that there's mental health struggles and our organization is super passionate about finding a way around HIPAA and all the laws um, so that we can work with children. But right now legally. we, yes, legally, legally, we do have a referral network. So when someone reaches out and they're saying, hey, my kid's really struggling with ADHD or my kid's really struggling, they're acting out at school a lot. I'll say, read my chapter on secondary PTS, call mm -hmm. me back. And nine times out of 10, they're like, I didn't even know to ask my doctor or psychiatrist to take a look at this with my child because I've never told the doctor that I have a military family. And quite often when they bring a child in for assessment, it's not ADHD. It's not all of these other things. It's secondary PTS. And the guys um, don't understand it. I tell them this. I said, your, your wife's behaving differently because they're afraid to set you off. So they change who they are because of how you're acting. Mm. That's secondary PTS. They changed exactly who they are. So not to set you off. Dean, and we hear you, the kids say that to you. We have this problem and I, in America, at least I say that trying to convince these people to stick with treatment. Do you have the same problem over there? Because in America, we want everything right now. Give me a shot. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not better, it didn't work. Yeah. You know, I want to go to one therapy session. If I'm not healthy after that, it didn't work. And I'm going to go somewhere else. Or if your therapist hasn't been to combat, I don't want to talk to them because they won't get me. And I'm like, well, if, if you haven't been to college for four to eight years, I don't want to talk to you then because you won't get them. Hmm. Yeah, Do you have the same problem where guys I, want to be fixed right away and they don't stick with it? I think there's definitely that issue. And I think going back to what you were saying before, the label is something that nobody wants. You know, you could have all the 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 anger, the all the symptoms that might come with something like PTS, but nobody wants that label of PTS. So they'll ignore it and say that it's not real. And as you're saying, it can be trickling down within the house. But if they're saying this isn't it, then the next generation can't then get fixed either because so we're having this circle that's just um this chains that are unable to be broken in yeah i i left uh, i left in 2011 and you know mental health was a taboo no one was talking about it you know we've done a lot in the mental health arena ourselves and and it's been good that people are talking about it, but still i know i know a good friend of ours actually um chris he does a lot of something similar to you guys consulting and he's got a lot of senior officers and senior sergeant majors coming to him, but they can't go to the military because they're, they're fearful that it will pause their career. So they know, admit that they have a problem, but they can't go to the military because they feel it's going to pause their career, which, which, which is shocking, really. So I think some people don't realize that they have a problem and some people do realize they have a problem, just don't know where to go to. So I was going to ask, do you have a lot of, that those that come to you that are coming to you discreetly keeping it away from the military. So is, is that, is that the case here as well? hundred percent. Every question we get is, can yep. you report to anybody? And we've had two. Or calls. do you keep your records or yeah. who will find out? Well, we had nobody. two phone calls asking for records. And I said, we don't keep records. We don't even keep We don't them. provide counseling. We do coaching. So we don't keep uh -huh. records. And, and they're like, oh, well, all right. So everybody trusts the fact that we don't, we don't, we don't connect with anybody because mm -hmm. that's exactly what's going on. If someone's uh breaks their leg. Okay. They get six, eight weeks of light duty behind a desk. But if you self-assess as post-traumatic stress or you're a drunk, they're like, you're out of here. 
Yeah. It's the same thing. You're drinking to cope with something. You have post-traumatic stress from what you did. It's the same as a broken leg. If we can get past the fact that if I can't see it, it's not broke. Yeah. Then, then, you know, you don't have anything wrong with you. So we're killing our own people while they're in by not helping them when they actually need the help. Yeah. I know, I know like when, uh, uh, is it, can imagine this scene. I was at the SAS camp and I saw one of the squadrons all walking in the gym with these, these big bouncy balls in these bands. I'm like, what are you lot all doing? And it was like, oh, we're, we're now getting into physiotherapy because actually we can look after ourselves. It saves the military millions in injuries. And if they could just do the same with mental health and realize that actually, you know, if you dedicate a bit of time and it's not a taboo, then you go, oh, I'm going to save a so many lives, but also save you know, a lot of money as well. Because unfortunately, in the military, you talk about civilians and stuff. It is a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have so many employees are trying to save money. You know what I mean? It is a business at the end of the day. And I think with PTS or any sort of mental um illness or disorder or whatever it's got the level so for example you may have just pulled a muscle at the gym and need a little bit of light massage you may have broke your leg and need to actually have it in a cast and treated the same with with anything that's to do with the mind it could have varying levels and it doesn't need to be this hard and fast diagnosis we just might need to just adjust your treatment a little bit you know you might be off in peru doing ayahuasca or you might be just needing to chat to someone a little bit and and pull through it so um i do think it's it's kind of crazy in 2023 we're not addressing it the way we should be addressing it yeah we, 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 we could address it financially with the government i tell them all the time i go if you don't care about people think about the finances if you take care of them while they're in, you keep the experience, you keep them healthy. You know, it costs more to get, get out of them, get them out and then still take care of them. The VA is still paying money to do it. So why don't you keep them in, keep them healthy and take care of them. And then when they get out, you'll spend a lot less money on the other side because they'll be, they'll be less screwed up. And I tell them, you know, our combat doesn't need, doesn't need more money as much right now. It needs to sustain, but you know, between the how many killed in, in uh, combat in the last 20 years were 5,673, 5, I think. Compare that Americans. to the same amount of time with the 20 to 60,000 suicides in the same amount of time. Yeah. We're, we're not losing people on the battlefield as much. We're losing people at home after the battle. And do you know how much it costs the government to do? I, I don't know exactly the system here, but like to pay for social security benefits and VA benefits, all these things that come. I don't know the, do you get paid if you're off sick with mental health here? I have a retirement check that pays me for disability. Disability. Things I was that I got say. while I was in and I get retirement, which is half of my disability, sadly. Um, other yeah. than that, I don't you're know. on your own to go get help. If you've retired, you can go do, you know, whatever doctor you want. If you just spent enough time in that you haven't retired, then you go to the VA. And if you go to the VA, you're going to wait four to six months to even be seen, probably. Guys have killed you themselves. Get a 15-minute appointment. Give, you know, diagnosis of no no more hope. There's nothing else we can do for you. And and it's a big organization. I mean, you have a huge organization. you got people in there that have been in there a while and ended up not caring. And, they, you know, they're just doing their job daily. So. It's this, a mess. These it's a small bit of a nonprofits, mess. these these other size nonprofits that are helping people are really kind mm -hmm. of the way to go yeah. to get that help that you need when you need it right away. Okay. And can individuals donate to you guys? How do they do it? Yes, we love donations. We so um, allsecurefoundation.org. 
There's a donate button. Um, we're a 501c3. So all of our, um, to note that we do have that business partner who's amazing, who has been with us since the very beginning, well, two years in, um, and they're not going anywhere, which is awesome. But we do need support because we've just brought on our fifth coach. Um, we're starting two new programs. So every bit of support would absolutely help us get these programs off the ground. And just on our website, there's a donate button. There's also like merch and things like that if you prefer to donate and give in that way. So yeah, absolutely. We could definitely use all the support we could get. Yeah, and we'll, we'll share that as well with this with this podcast. No Thank problem. you. And um, already you're starting to grow. Where where do you see, where was your aspirations for All Secure Foundation? Where, where's, your, where's your dream dream goal? Well, we want a beautiful camp on a beautiful lake in a mountain yep. somewhere where yep. people can just come to us and we can do like two a month, maybe instead of, you know, four a year, we can do two a month and get yep. people to come into our own brick and mortar facility, mm. um, which is like our next step up. Instead yep. of traveling around the United States and taking what we can to them and finding land and setting it up. And it's a nightmare every time because you're going to forget something. So just having a place that you can just repeatedly pump people through to get them as much help as they need and then connect them to the other organizations that can give them that, that physical thing that they need, uh, whether it's a shot or, or psychedelics or, you know, TMS or something, but yeah, that would be our big dream. Yeah. yeah. I could see so that for the towards. children as well. That would be amazing for a yes. children's camp. Um, yeah. And I know I could probably fill that myself with um, veterans, kids that just need that bit of time. Cause as you say, when they're dealing with daddy's issues, their mommy's got issues, there's, little time for them is there to see what, what what's yeah. going on with their little heads yeah and they pick up on yeah. everything and their kids see everything that's so sad yeah 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 well, I, I my son and i are just trying to reconnect he's 22 living in dc now um i was never home yeah and when i was home i didn't know what to do with him i'm like i don't know what to do with this kid he's little i don't know you know I, I just didn't i was never home to learn that that tool and so we're still trying to to reconnect and it's getting better and better. But I just tell people now, if you don't know how to connect with them, just lay on the ground, let them climb on top of you and crawl around and you be the mountain, whatever it is, just yeah. be there so they can see you. And you don't have to do anything. If you're like, like me and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how, what to say. He's, he's young and I'm stupid. Mm. <laughs> and it, it's one of those, just, just be there. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just be there for him. I know my son told her when I, when I was out and I was doing contract work, I just kept doing contract work and I was always gone. And he told her, why is my dad never home? You know, and she's like, well, he, he has to do a lot of work. He does a lot of good things for people. And, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, I just wish he'd work at Home Depot so I could see him. Mm. And that crushed me. I mean, that really crushed me to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fully. My, my daughter would have been around. She's kind of done the years where Dean's only been home 20 days a year and done all those things. And now my son's he, Dean's still working away, but not as often. But even when he does go away for the little times, He's like, I want daddy back. And Molly will be like, this is nothing. This week, this two weeks is nothing. I'm used to like, so. Experience speaking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So they know, right? They know when you're fighting and they know when you're not happy. Yeah, they've got got six tens as well. They know when things are going on. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I was away, comfort you the kids as well yeah yeah the kids are amazing but yeah we've got a baby now so dean she's getting all the the good the good part of dean she's getting all the good stuff so um that's awesome do you love him now then jen yeah do you you find him yes that's good you still call him a seal more now than you call him a seal now then to wind him up 
I do. <laughs> Especially when he's got good abs. He's glistening yeah. in the sun. I'm like, oh, you've got your seal yeah. on. That's and look at this hair. <laughs> this is straight. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He's got the beach, uh, beach body going. Yeah. People don't know who I am anymore. I'm driving around <laughs> town. They look at me with my hair and like, look at this loser. I'm like, yeah, you don't know, man. Don't judge yeah. me. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't wear sandals. You run around full and give people flowers. Now, Tom. Full on civilian. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nobody knows. I'm uh, incognito. Yeah. I, th- I think for me, um, obviously, you guys met each other at um, the worst part in your life. Um, but from what I can see, it was the best thing that ever happened to you. And what you're doing now for the veterans, their spouses, is absolutely amazing. And we would love to share this uh, globally if we can. Uh, and get direct people to your page and also to your book, Tom, as well. And uh, no, I think... Jen, Jen, you've Jen. got a book as well, haven't you? Jen, you have a book as well, do you? Yes. Yeah. I do. It's uh, it's called Arsenal of Hope. It's it's more directed towards the um, spouses and family. Like, here's yeah. what to do with this crazy people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing crazy people. Um, yeah, amazing, yeah. So we, we usually end the podcast asking the question. I feel like I already know the answer, but uh, I'm going to ask you individually. Um, uh, what's your purpose, Jen? Ooh, that has been my life question. Um, my purpose, I believe, is to love, forgive, and help others see that we overcomplicate things while we're here. And life really is more simple. And if we can just get to that base of love and forgiveness, um, we all live a better life. So how I do that, I guess I've done that in several different ways, but I think ultimately that's why I'm here. Amazing. You? I, I, I agree with that, the love and, and the forgiveness. And then I, I think my purpose on top of that is to bring my experience to others and to share my path, whether it be the dirty laundry I throw out there, um, just to open up other people's hearts and souls to it. And to let them feel like it's it, it's okay to share the truth that you're hiding so you don't feel like you're miserable and hiding something the rest of your life, which will kill you. Yeah. Um, but just to share my experiences and my way out of that dark hole for others so they can find their way out as well. Amazing. Amazing. And you do your strengths and weaknesses. Hey, my, my strengths and weaknesses? Oh, yeah. their strengths. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, final question. Alana, I forgot we actually had an issue. Um, <laughs> and... Um, so how do I, I totally forgot. My mind has gone blank. It's oh, just been... <laughs> so Jen, I need to ask you, what are, are Tom's strengths and weaknesses, not your own strengths and weaknesses? And Tom, I'll Got it. You. Yes. You know, it's like you go to that strength place with guys like you guys and it, it becomes really, it can be really obvious. In fact, we'll ask couples at retreats, like we'll ask to do a word for each other. And we're like, don't use brave. You can't use brave or courageous for the dudes. Like we know that that part's checked. So I know he has so many strengths, but I think his greatest strength is his compassion because I've seen it come back and it is massive. And I think the largest part of him that suffered was because he lost that compassion, um, which became his weakness. So I think his strength is compassion and finding it again for others because he's amazing with others when he loves himself. Um, I think his weakness has been his insecurity and insecurities that he's not worthy. 
or not good enough, that yeah. perfection driven. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, it helped you get to where you were too, but I, I've seen it also destroy you. So I guess it's a both. Very beautiful. <laughs> it's a both. Yeah. Very beautiful. And Tom? Yeah, I should have been thinking about that, huh? <laughs> yeah, you had an extra, <laughs> had you had an extra three minutes, man. <laughs> you know, I think for her, uh, what I was stuck out early on, but I didn't know it till later because I didn't understand what it was, was empathy. Um, her ability to put herself in someone else's shoes take a pause and not just try to answer and fix it, but take a pause and sometimes tell people that that's just the way it is. It's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. You don't need to freak out about it, but just sit in it for a bit. But her empathy and, and ability to put herself in someone else's life and story and relate to it. That was her biggest strength. You got to do a weakness now. Hmm. She's looking right at mm. you for this one. Yeah, I am. I'm like, give it to me. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think she yeah, has any. Stop if I it. Make one up. Man. I'm messy. <laughs> She's messy, man. <laughs> I got to walk around the house and clean up after, and it freaks me out sometimes. And you again, can come up. No, that's like, what you have to come up with. Can one. you ever? Huh? <laughs> I gave my own weakness, so that doesn't count. <laughs> that is her weakness. Thank you for helping. Yeah, me. You're welcome. Amazing. <laughs> I think many. that was a strength for her, though, to be able to let stuff lie and not let it bother her. Even though me, I'm like, oh, order. I got to pick it up. What are you doing? Yeah. I just vacuum the floor. Don't walk on it for a week. You know, it's like raking the shag carpet. Like, don't walk <laughs> in there. Don't ever go in that room. But yeah. I, think that's you a, I think it's teach, a strength for her. You can teach that along the way. I think we've got three kids, 12, 7, 1. And it's funny how each one, I remember when Molly, if there was a baby wipe or like the diaper wasn't like put on like anything in our house, he would be like freaking out completely. I'm like, it's a baby. Um, and now we're on to the third. He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. That was the reason I was away for I was only home 20 days a year. I couldn't deal with the mess. And I'm sort of yeah. got used to it. That's all of our reasons. That's all of our reasons. Get used to the mess. That's it. That's it. Yes. Embrace the mess. Embrace the mess. Amazing. I, from behalf of myself and Alana, I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I've known more now about All Secure Foundation. I mean, it's you know, it's amazing what you guys are doing and uh, we'd love to share this message with everyone as, as many people as possible. Um, but I think, you know, from ourselves, thank you so much. Um, keep doing what you're doing and you are changing hundreds, thousands of people's lives. Thank you so much. Thank you. you guys oh, are amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys for everything that you guys are doing too. It's awesome yeah. to follow along. Thank and can I just grab one more so. time? So it's allsecurefoundation.org. Is, is that the website we're looking for? That's correct. Yes. yes. Perfect. Thank and you. What, and what are your social media handles? At Tom Sally, at Jen Sally? You got it. Yeah. Uh, we're also on there as All Secure Foundation. All yep. Secure Foundation. It's not at Tom Sally yep. seal in brackets. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. <laughs> it's there for, it's there for set, fun. <laughs> set up another domain. I'm going to steal that domain. There we go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you guys. Thank you guys. Thanks, guys.